Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today laid it all out there with her new EP, Young Life Crisis. It's her musical journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance over the course of six songs steeped in an intoxicating blend of vulnerability and swagger. When you're not streaming her music, you can also find her on YouTube, where she dissects her songs piece by piece in an amazing series called Stripped. And of course, like so many of us during lockdown, she's on TikTok, where her clips have earned the attention of millions, including a special shout-out from Lizzo. I'm so happy to welcome Upsaw. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. So you just released an EP called Young Life Crisis, which is probably the most perfect 2020 title I can imagine. You said that the first song you wrote for this EP was Fake Bitch, and the last song you wrote was Young Life Crisis, the title track. That seems like a hell of a journey between those two songs, just from the titles alone. Can you tell me a little bit about the journey yeah. of this EP and where it came from? Yeah, it was quite the the emotional roller coaster for sure. I started writing the EP in quarantine pretty much. Like I was on I was on tour in March at the beginning of 2020 and then got sent home from tour and just kind of like went back home to like hang with my parents. I was like, "Oh, this will take like 2 weeks for this COVID shit to die down. Like I'm just gonna just like make music here for a few and then however many months later, like 5-6 months later, I'm still in Arizona." with an EP now. So it's like, I kind of just started doing writing sessions over Zoom and without really realizing it, I was 
accidentally like narrating the young life crisis that I had in 2020 because songwriting was very just like therapeutic for me. So I was just kind of writing about how I was feeling so out of control and like I was such a mess. And um, yeah, I don't know. The whole EP was pretty much just like what was going on in my head in 2020. When you write from such a personal place like you do, do the lyrics come after the fact, sort of after you figured it all out in your mind? Or is it almost like free associating? You write it all down and then you make sense of it later and you think, oh my gosh, this is this is where I'm at right now. That's a cool question. Yeah, I think I think it it goes hand in hand. I feel like I use songwriting as a way to work through my issues, which probably isn't healthy. I should probably like go to therapy instead. But um, <laughs> you don't want to mess with the songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like it's for it's good for the content. But yeah, no, I'll definitely like step out of writing a song and be like, oh, so like that's how I'm feeling. Like with the title track, Young Life Crisis. I remember it was the last song that I was writing for the EP and I had all the other four songs picked and I was kind of trying to find like what is the the consistency like what is the overarching thing yeah and um I remember like I was in a session with this producer Dwilly on Zoom and I was talking about I was just kind of listing off all my life issues and I was like I think it'd be cool if we had a verse that was like listing off all my problems and then he just was like it sounds like you're having a young life crisis and then I that was kind of just like like the light bulb moment where I realized that I in fact was having a young life crisis and that was the title of my EP it was just this big like moment for me so yeah songwriting definitely helps me like process my feelings for sure what is the the zoom songwriting sessions been like for you is that has that been a weird adjustment or has it been pretty easy it's been weird at the beginning of quarantine for a solid few days I was like you will never catch me on a zoom that's so weird I'll only write in the studio then once I realized that I would really only have the option to work on Zoom for much longer than I expected, I just started working with the producers that I already love and know, know um, from working with in the past and kind of fell in love with it. Like it's very, it's totally different. Um, I feel like it's an added layer of like communication skills because you're not like in the room to like feel each other's energy and songwriting is so much about energy. So that's been interesting, but I feel like, I don't know, I've gone into a fun group with it. I've gotten to write for other artists on Zoom. I wrote the whole EP on Zoom. So I don't know. I kind of I kind of dig it now. How has it been from a creative standpoint being back home with your parents in Arizona? I, I went home and stayed with, with my folks for a while, too. Just being back in like my childhood space and just around my parents, it, it puts you in a weird mindset. Did that sort of come through at all? How was that for you? Was it nostalgic? Was it getting back to your musical basics in a way or... I think it was a little bit of everything, like positive and negative, for sure. It is so weird being in your, your childhood bedroom as an adult, because you're like, what is happening? It's so strange. And like, my childhood bedroom is now like a guest room. So it's not even like, it doesn't oh, have like the cute no. shit from when I was a kid. Um, Yeah, it was cool. I think it definitely brought me back to like my musical roots. We had a band room in the house. So getting to like jam with my dad now during quarantine. And that was like something I did growing up with him so that was really cool I think getting to like re like record all my own vocals for the EP in my childhood bedroom was just something that was kind of like a full circle moment for me which I thought was fun but it is a weird energy I think being home was amazing and I think a lot of people got to spend way more time with their families than they were expecting to last year and I loved it but it also kind of sent me into a spiral some days you know <laughs> you wrote the song People I Don't Like, one of my favorite tracks, during Grammys Week in L.A. last year. I wanted to know, is there a correlation between Grammys Week in L.A. and, and that song? Of course, yes. Um, 
yeah, that was kind of my first a proper Grammy week experience of, you know, hopping around to all the industry parties. And I just quickly realized I was just kind of observing. And I was also a little tipsy because like, what else are you going to do with these things? And just realized I was reintroducing myself to the same people like every day. And we would all just be like, yeah, we should all totally get drinks. Like knowing damn well, that was never going to really happen with half these people. And I was coming from one of the parties into a session, a little drunk ranting about like why does everyone go to these things like I, no one wants to be there like you can tell like everyone's just like going through the motions and i was like everyone at these parties are so fake then my co-writers will Jay and johnny short were like taylor you went to the parties too like you're part of the problem and so then we just turned it into a song about the people i don't like including myself yeah it was very fun so this would have been around early 2020 and you've said that around that time you were going through i think to use your words like a, a, a musical identity crisis in a way why was that where did that come from I don't know. I think I'm still so young. I mean, I'm, I just turned 22. So I feel like November 28th. Oh, I'm, I'm December 22nd. Oh, let's sure go. Wait, what's there. your sign then? You're not a Sagittarius, right? I'm a Sag cap cusp. I'm on the day, oh. which I'm told means nothing, but Capricorn. Oh, word. I just had an astrology reading recently and have never been into astrology until now. I'm like, oh, it's I'm such a Sag just from this like one hour of reading. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's great. Oh, sorry. What was the question? So the, this musical identity crisis at the, at the beginning of, of last year, where did, where did that come from for you? And how'd you get out of it? Yeah, I think being so young, yeah, being so young and making music every single day, my life emotionally is such a roller coaster. So my music is changing on the daily and some days I'll write a song that is produced in a way that I won't like a week from now, you know? So it's like when I, I just started putting out some songs that I was really hype about in the moment. And then once they came out, I was like, this isn't who I am now. Like I need to figure out how to like meet in the middle with my writing and like what I'm releasing. And it wasn't even a super negative experience. It was actually like pretty dope. I was just kind of like, oh, I just need to figure myself out. And now I'm, I feel like honestly, it kind of started with writing people I don't like and starting to work with Johnny Shore and Will J, all these people I work with a bunch that kind of established this like sound that later on became the Young Life Crisis EP. And I think getting to work over Zoom, honestly, and being more involved in production has been something that's been really exciting for me and like helped me get out of that identity crisis for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? 
it's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It must be hard because on one hand, you want to keep some level of consistency in your music for, you know, for the sake of, of the brand. You want to carve out your lane, but you also want to give yourself freedom to explore and not, not hem yourself in. Is that, is that a challenge, kind of rationalizing those two? Yeah, I think for a while I was always stressing about that. And then now I feel like the way that music is and especially pop music, like you listen to the radio and it just, there's no sound anymore. Like everyone's just making cool music. And that's such a cool place to, to be in right now. It's like everyone is just genre bending left and right, which I love. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like as long as the song or the sound or the lyrics just feel authentic to you as an artist, you can do whatever you want and people are going to buy it. I feel like people can tell when your stuff is in like inauthentic you know so as long as you love it i feel like other people will love it you know things that i hear artists say is one of the most important things is is just you know listening to your gut and and and, and trying to just tune everything else out and listen to what you really what you really think is the way to go is that is is that hard to do how do you find sort of the the bravery and and, and single-mindedness to to follow that voice sometimes yeah it's hard to do especially because i'm I'm still so young and I still like question myself. I'm like, well, I love this right now, but like, is that the right thing to to do or to believe in? Like, I don't know. But I think, yeah, just especially doing music, I have to remind myself like fans and people who listen to your music and like live and breathe it, like they want that kind of like fearlessness, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what inspires me to just do whatever the fuck I want, which is really fun. It's cool. I love the uh, the music video for Money on My Mind and it had that, that Fight Club edge. How was yes. it like acting with yourself? It was very fun. It was weird just like having to stare at an empty chair and pretend it was me. That video was very fun. We filmed it in the middle of the night in this warehouse in LA. So I was very delirious and I feel like that energy oh, was totally. very Tyler Durden for me. Um, it was very fun. That music video, I was really stoked with how that turned out. How did out. you land on the uh, the Fight Club angle? It was funny because I, I've been working with this music video director like on all of the Young Life Crisis visuals, George. And in a couple weeks before he sent in a treatment with his idea for the music video, I had seen Fight Club for the first time ever, which is so embarrassing that I hadn't seen it until I was 21, but whatever. And was obsessed with it. I watched it like four times in a row in like the span of a couple days because I was obsessed with it. And then George hits me. He's like, okay, I don't know if this is crazy, but what about like a Fight Club vibe? And I was like, you just read my mind. 
mind like I just saw it I'm obsessed with it let's do it and so yeah we just kind of tag teamed it and um made it happen yeah it was fun aside from watching Fight Club multiple times and writing the CP what else has been helping you through the last nine months or so I quickly realized in quarantine, I was like, I need to find other hobbies that aren't music or going out to restaurants because I'm going to be miserable if I don't. So I um, started like painting. I've been I've been trying to to try some new hobbies. I tried surfing, surfing. skateboarding. That's awesome. Yeah, some skydiving. I don't know. I'm just trying to like try new exciting casual things. Casual skydiving? You know, casual. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been just trying to do whatever to just kind of escape from music. You know, now that it's my job, sometimes it's nice to like take a break from it for a second. How did you wind up skydiving? I can't even imagine. Like, you know, when you're so afraid that you can hear your own heartbeat, just like that's just even thinking yeah. about doing that right now is where I'm at. So how, how was that like? It was pretty rad. Yeah, I think there's a there's a moment where you're in like the really long, horrible, stressful plane ride up before you even jump, which is horrible. But then this, once you're up there and you're, they're like, we're gonna jump in a couple minutes, you reach this like moment of peace where you're like, sick, I either will live or die, I have no control over it. So I'm just gonna enjoy jumping out of this plane right now. And it's the most like inspiring thing. I also am so cheesy and like spiritual with it where I'm like, I'm leaving all my negative energy like when I jump out of this plane. And and it's really rad. I'm. I really want to get my um, skydiver's license, so we'll, I'll keep. Oh you wow! So you're serious about it? <laughs> but yeah, it's very fun. I've only done it a couple times, but I highly recommend trying it. It's it must very, be just very the fun. ultimate case of just letting go. I mean, somebody if is just yeah. You know, especially, I imagine being an artist too, and you really want to like have some level of control over over your art and what you're doing and everything. Just the moment of finally, it's like, no, I'm letting go. I release. Is is got to be really really uh, liberating. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Yeah, it's it's cool, for sure. What have you been listening to during lockdown, during quarantine? Because I don't know about you, but I've been returning to songs that I haven't been listening to since I was a teenager, just like musical comfort food. Have you been feeling that way? Same. That's funny. I thought I was crazy and boring for listening to like all the stuff I grew up listening to. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of like Frank Ocean and SZA and like all the sad girl stuff, like Bon Iver and all that. But I've also been getting back to a bunch of No Doubt, which I grew up listening to, like Weezer, The Shin, Spoon outcast i don't know i've just been kind of like going back to what i listened to when i grew up which has been fun you mentioned you're playing music with your father uh you grew up in a very musical household was it always a given that music was going to be kind of your direction in life yeah yeah my dad was in punk bands like all throughout me growing up so as a kid just observing that whole culture like i would wake up and there would be a band who was touring Sir Phoenix, like crashing in my living room. And I would like be like five years old, having my cereal in the morning with these like punk rockers, whatever, like on tour. So I was obsessed with the vibe of it all. And we had a band room in the house. So I naturally just gravitated towards piano and guitar and messed around on the drums. And like, yeah, I don't think there was ever really another option for me. Like since before I could remember music and singing was the only thing I ever wanted to do and the only thing I was like good at at all so yeah I mean like my parents put me in this dope performing arts school when I was 10 and I graduated high school from there and then full sent it to LA like there was never another option for me besides music which is cool but were there some who were some of your early songwriting uh influences Definitely Weezer and The Shins from like a songwriting perspective. Like Weezer to me is like iconic as far as like pop 
writing goes. And as far as just like looking up to artists, like Gwen Stefani was kind of that person for me. I think it was so rad to have just this badass woman front leading a band. Like it was amazing. It was really inspiring as a kid to like watch her. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yes, and it is probably somewhere out on the internet still. It's called Disturbance, and it's so emo. I think I was like 12 and um, wrote this very disturbing, like really sad, depressing song, but I was a very happy kid, so my parents were like, what's going on? And then um, I, yeah, like went and recorded it in the studio and like made an album when I was 13 and like dropped it and did the whole thing. It was so fun. But I look back and I'm like, this is so cringy. But it was a part of part of me growing up. So still very close to me. Yeah. You've spoken very highly about drugs. The song, the song, not the substance. You're, you're a big fan yes. of drugs. Tell me about that. No, you, you said that the song you've written, Drugs, uh, which you wrote with, with Sean Kennedy, is one of your favorite songs you've ever put out. What is it about that song that really makes it special to you? Um, I honestly don't know. I just remember the day we were making it in the studio, which is now like over two years ago now, which is crazy. There was just this moment where we were like, this song is so special. This is dope. And that energy was so exciting. Like I actually the other day was going back into my voice notes from the day we wrote it, hearing us like come up in real time with the, I just came into the party for the jugs. And that like made me so excited. Just like watching the idea kind of like get burst was really uh, exciting. And I think it's true. Like the, the song's been out for two years. And I think because it's so special to me, it continues to have these like second and third little lives over the, the years, which is, is it's been dope because the song means so much to me. So it's been cool that more people are, are getting to hear it for sure. And I got to ask you about one, two, three, four, five, sex. Amazing song, amazing title. You were saying that that you worked a long time on getting that song right. It went through a bunch of different incarnations. Is that right? Yeah, I one day came up with a title and I was like, that's clever, that's funny. And so I just started bringing it into a bunch of sessions with people. And I think for a while I was overthinking it and trying to make the rest of the song too clever and like songwriting. And then I honestly was about to give up on it. I was like, it's maybe it's just not meant to be. I've tried it so many times, it's not working. Then I was in a session with Rick Knowles, who is like an iconic, legendary producer and writer that I was just like so honored to even be in the room with him. And I was like, I'll try this again. Like maybe this this title will work. And we wrote the song in like 30 minutes, recorded the song in those 30 minutes. And like, that's the version that we put out. Like it just was so natural and it happened so easily, which I think is how most songs should happen. Um, but yeah, it was just this moment that just kind of clicked and we just made it happen, it was fun. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. And this is a question coming from someone who, if you, you put a gun to my head, I would not be able to write a song. I wish I could. It, to me, it's, it's still like magic. I don't understand how people do it. You've been doing it since you were a kid, almost, you know, almost 10 years now. How does one improve as a songwriter? What, what do you get better at? Is it learning the craft of, okay, maybe this bridge should be a little shorter? Is it learning how, how to write a better craft, a better hook? I'm always just curious, like, how does one improve as a songwriter? What does that mean to you, improving as a songwriter? I think it happens for or for me. I feel like it has happened naturally just through working with other other songwriters and just kind of observing and learning from them. And I think like when I started doing sessions three years ago and moved to LA, I had only ever written songs like Alone in My Room and thought they sounded cool, but didn't really know that there were some like little rules that you can like follow in songwriting that where if you go listen to like all the songs Max Martin wrote, like the chorus and the verse and the pre like all start on different parts of the measure and like certain ranges that like you if the verse is here in this low range and the pre is a little higher than the chorus needs to be even higher like just little things that I never knew before getting in the room with other writers and I was like oh like that's why pop songs are so dope there's like this little formula formula you can kind of follow and then just through that I've just kind of like taken in as much information as I could and tried to like apply it to my own writing but I'm still learning it's been cool being able to write like so much over zoom too I feel like I've learned a lot about songwriting just like in the past year for sure I've been loving the uh uh, the stripped down videos where you go piece by piece and kind of build the song layer by layer. How did you start putting those together? How did I? I think, yeah, that was a result of quarantine boredom. One night I got drunk at my parents' house in the band room and just started trying to piece the song together from like and loop it and make it happen. Yeah. And then I was up until like five in the morning, like try- I kind of like got my mind set on it and I was like I'm not going to sleep until I get this video filmed I feel like this would be so sick yeah just like started with the drum loop and then added just whatever the different layers of the songs were and now it's like my thing that I love to do for every song I put out it's so fun it's just so amazing just to watch you go from instrument to instrument to instrument and just be a one-woman band is there an instrument that's your go-to I mean do you write always on the guitar or always write on the piano do you have a favorite I feel like it's a toss-up between guitar and piano piano is kind of like the instrument i feel most natural on but guitar is way more convenient because you can just like pick like i don't have a like an actual piano in my house in la i just have like keyboards so i think i do most of my songwriting on guitar which is fun and mostly like on stage i'll play guitar bass too so it makes sense but yeah i don't know i feel like if 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 i am just like playing an instrument like for myself it would definitely be piano for sure i have to say i've seen you play bass and sing on stage at the same time i don't know how you do that i play bass myself it's like i i can't it's like the patting the head and rubbing the stomach thing i can't i don't have the coordination to sing and and play at the same time that's amazing 
Yeah, that same. It's very difficult. I've never, I think that's like been the hardest thing to learn in the past few years is learning how to play the bass. I, I was in the middle of touring and I finally, one day Fender sent me this bass that was like, I was obsessed with, but I was like, I don't really know how to play bass, but I know how to play guitar, I'll figure it out. There's bass in my songs. And then yeah, the trying to play it and sing at the same time took me a minute, but now it's it's so fun. I love playing bass live. It's 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 very fun. Well, in addition to your your stripped down YouTube videos, like a lot of us during quarantine, you've gotten really into TikTok. Uh, unlike a lot of people, you've made some really amazing songs using other people's vocals, like like Lizzo's, for example. How did you start doing that? Another quarantine boredom moment. Yeah, I just remember one day there was this viral video of this person just kind of ranting about life and I around the house would kind of just like sing it or like make fun of it or whatever with my friends we would all just quote it all the time and then finally I realized I was like oh this has like a little rhythm to it like if you listen there's a beat behind this that like they're they're kind of talking in like song form or whatever and so then I turned it into a song and now anytime I see somebody like ranting and it has any sort of rhythmic vibe to it I turn it into a song it's very fun it's a, it's a good way to pass the time in quarantine for sure good to say I mean some people make like banana bread and then you not only make an EP but make music out of just other people's conversation it's incredible it's fun. The Lizzo thing was fun, too, because when I saw that, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I have to do this. This is perfect. And then, yeah, like, she, Lizzo saw it, which was crazy because I'm a huge fan of her. But then I had to take it a step further when I was drunk on Zoom with a producer that I love. There's a trend here. And I was like, we need to actually make this a, like, a real song, and I want to drop it on SoundCloud. So we turned it into, like, a full song, which is the first time I've ever turned one of my TikToks into, like, a real song. But it was fun. I've been loving the, the TikTok game right now. It's very, very exciting. I have a, a very crucial question to ask you before I let you go. Sushi is one of my favorite things on the planet. My dad's been taking me since I was probably six years old. I know you are also a big sushi fan. Where are some of your favorite sushi places to go? I know you're in LA or live in LA, which is, you know, sushi mecca of the United States. Yes, that's amazing. I never, it's so hard to find people that love sushi as much as me. Like I'm obsessed with it. That's very dope. I would have it every day of my life. Me too. Yeah. It's the every day I wake up and I'm like having to fight the urge to not get sushi again. Like it's really bad. I'm pretty basic though. Like sugarfish in LA is kind of my go-to because they never miss. Like it's never not good. But I do want to go to, um, I hear Sushi Park is very good out here. I don't know. But sugarfish has been my quarantine go-to for sure. Same. There's one and two that just opened in New York and that's been like when I'm getting them to go. It's not quite as good as getting it when you're there, but still pretty good. It's not the same, but it's it'll do for now. I can't wait to actually sit down though and eat at Sugarfish when it's allowed again. It'll be iconic. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, that leads into my, my last question. When we've been, been doing these these episodes, these kind of lockdown episodes, I always end with this. Uh, aside from going to Sugarfish, if you could snap your fingers and have everything go back to normal, whatever your definition of normal is, what would be the first thing that you would do? People you'd hug, places you'd go? Oh, I was going to say go play a live show, but then you said people you hug, and I was like, am I I'm a bad person. <laughs> I'm not trying to guilt you. No, no, no. no, no. I think. Um, Forget I said. No, that. I think. 
Yeah, hugging is something I definitely do miss. It's weird that it's, like, rude now. If you see someone going for a hug, they're, like, back up, which is, it's so strange. But um, I think I would definitely, like, book a, a live show and make it. Like, because I think about the last actual live show I had, and it makes me so sad that that hasn't happened for a year now. So, yeah, I think playing a live show would be the very first thing that I would make happen. I'll get you back out there soon. Upsol, thank you so, so much for your yes. time today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is very fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.